Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And just a reminder, our home base is wedontdie.com, where you can always find our free Sunday gathering, medium classes, demonstrations, and so much more. And you're the first to know that I am broadcasting now and publicly sharing my Patreon page. And what that is, is if you're somebody who wants to give a little donation per episode, I would gladly receive it. But in return, what you get are a few good things. One is you get all episodes within a couple days of when I record them with the guests and the rest of the world, they might wait one or two weeks to see them. The other thing is I made a file of every interview I've ever done with a link that you can click on and listen to it or view it right away. I have now over 400 episodes of We Don't Die Radio. I have around 150 of Shades of the Afterlife and they're all together in one place and you're not gonna get this list anywhere else. And then also the latest episodes, anything after the number 400, for my Patreon-only subscribers, you get to see them all commercial-free. Our friends at YouTube do whatever they want, and unfortunately, even though I request no commercials, they put them on anyways. So if you're interested, patreon.com, just type in the search Sandra Champlain, or just go to wedontdie.com, and I'll have the link there. No pressure, but if you're somebody who loves me <laughs> and you want to give, I'd gratefully take it. So our guest today, let me move on to this beautiful woman that you're going to see in just a moment. Her name is Pam Johnson. She's coming to us from the beautiful Hawaiian Islands. She is co-author of a book called Supernatural Love. That's it. Gorgeous, huh? And I say she is co-author because her husband, Alan, who is in the other side, is her partner in so many ways. So we can say that love exists beyond the veil and we can keep the relationships alive. They aren't out there somewhere in the distance. They are so close to you and you will see them again. But while we're on separate planes, you can still keep that relationship going. You can find out more about Pam and Alan at their website, supernaturallove.com. Pam, my friend, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Oh, hello, Sandra. I should just say aloha. Uh, so thrilled to be here from Honolulu, born and raised in Hawaii on Oahu. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for that beautiful intro and for showing our book because that's the cover. <laughs> and the reason I have it here, I told Sandra, is because my husband from the other side actually created that cover. It was made from his painting. That's the water stream, the water that you see flowing. He originally painted that. And then when he crossed over, he had a friend of ours who's a medium. He said, I want to make that into something for Pam. And he put our photo from our wedding, our earthly wedding, onto the painting and then a cover designer made the book cover for us like put it all together but but he made it <laughs> like he created Great. it well we want to hear the whole story and first just a shout out to our friends in Hawaii there's been so much devastation with the fires and so many people think grief happens when a loved one dies but it happens for so many other reasons including losing our homes lo losing our livelihood uh, of course, losing loved ones, losing our health. And I know Pam and I jointly do everything we can to help those grieving and help people get back into life. So just a shout out to your neck yeah. of the woods there, Pam. Yes, absolutely. With the fires in Maui, and we visited Maui many times. And it's very tragic. So the whole uh, the whole state of Hawaii is grieving, really. And um, And so thank you for that. But yeah, as you know, you know, no, we don't die. We're, 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 they're still alive. They're still with us. Alan explained that to me when he came back from the other side. And even though he was or is a psychic medium, I had never even thought that there would be communication. I mean, I know it sounds crazy because I've been in this field for over 35 years as mainly as a channel. You got to back up to the beginning. Back up now, to the beginning. Back way up. Cause people. So, just where do you want me to bet? Where do you want me to start? Sitting on a from? couch together for the very first time, we've never met before. All never right. Met. So 
tell, how did you get into, well, you're an author now. So into this whole field. Yes. All right. Yeah. My grandmother was a psychic medium. I didn't know that till I opened up after taking a learn to channel workshop in Lanikai, Oahu, where I was grown up, grew up. And I took a workshop, started channeling. It was, I was obsessed with it, to be quite honest, because it felt so amazing to connect with spirit. And I found that I could easily hear the other side, had lots of proof of what they were saying to me. And and it just changed me. So I was channeling nonstop for five months straight. And I had this full-blown psychic awakening. And I, I didn't think, I didn't know that was going to happen. I, nobody told me. My channeling teacher never told me that. Or I probably would have not <laughs> become so caught up in it. But I, I found it was so incredible, the love that you feel from your side. And I didn't have any particular problems, but I just felt this connection was so profound that I couldn't stop. And I was channeling for people. And that just led to this opening up and that changed the whole course of my life. But then I couldn't go back to my work as a, as a waitress, as a food server. It's like, I could, I, I wanted to, but I couldn't, I was just too out there. I was too, just wide open. And I stopped working for a year. An ex-boyfriend of mine heard what happened to me. He had become successful in his business. And he said, I feel like I want to support you because of what you're going through. And so I had so many miracles happening where it was clear to me that I was meant to go on this path, even though I didn't understand what it was. And I didn't find out that my grandmother had been a psychic channel and medium until I opened up and my mom told me, oh, by the way, you're just like your grandmother. In fact, she came through to me from the other side and said, just take care of Pam. She'll be fine. She's just like me. Don't worry about her. And then from that moment on, my mom was my greatest supporter. I mean, she just, she just believed in me. That's and great. That's I know rare. I, yeah, it was really rare, but I, but I didn't know because until she told me like where well, her mother had been mm-hmm. a psychic and apparently was quite amazing at it raised her family on Kauai and Hanapepe before the war, but when the war broke out, because, you know, they're Japanese, she couldn't do readings anymore because that would have attracted attention to her family. And she ran this grocery store in Hanapepe. Some people still to this day know that store because it doesn't exist anymore, but some people or my age remember that. So I didn't know those, those roots, my background until I opened up. And indeed my grandmother has been kind of around me all that time. And, you know, because I went down this new path and kind of literally burned the bridges to my old life, I, that's what led me to meet Alan. When he came to Hawaii for the first time, while he was on a trip, he was supposed to go to Hong Kong, where he had been traveling for a few years, giving readings, because he had himself gone through this transformation of leaving his business behind, been very successful in business, made a lot of money, but he had always been a natural born medium and could feel spirit around him. And when he went through this, his own awakening of sorts and started to go into mediumship, he became just obsessed too with it. And, and was luckily lucky in the sense that he met someone at one of the many psychic fairs in England that he would do. And she took him under her way. Her name was Barbara Narbuth. She was well known at the time. So she was an established medium, very gifted. And she kind of trained Alan and they started traveling together to do readings, became good friends, like spiritual, you know, strong spiritual bond. And that's what brought them to, to Hawaii. And because I was now doing readings at the store and at the time in, in the Lalamata area here in, in town, in the city. And I was doing readings at the time and he walked in the store and introduced himself with Barbara. And they asked if they knew anybody who could refer them to another place to stay. They were in Waikiki and didn't like it. And my friend who owned the store said, well, you could stay at Pam's house. And I, and I heard myself say yes. And I didn't even know these people. And that led, led to us connecting. And as soon as he hugged me, hugged goodnight for the first time after them settling into my house, I felt this energy come through. It was like in the movies, you know, I just thought, this is crazy. Like, what is this? I could, I just felt this knowing that he was the one, you know? So, and I was never the one to be 
you know, romantic like that. I, I'm really more pr- pragmatic person, but I knew that. And there were obstacles to overcome. One of which, what, what, that he lived in England. <laughs> I'm in Hawaii. So talk about, you know, long distance relationship, but, but that all kind of worked out. And we did get married. And, and he moved to Hawaii. Moved to Hawaii. And he, continue to travel, continue to build a practice here. We, we, if you come to Honolulu, a lot of people do know who we are. So we're known locally, though we do have clients all over the world. But um, again, when he passed, I wasn't thinking like, well, you know, we'll carry on. I mean, I didn't know anybody who was doing that, quite honestly. So I, I hadn't even thought that he might communicate, which is kind of strange when you think about it. But he did. Like the day after he passed, I started to hear him. And my, I have friend, a friend, good friend who can see spirit. She can see the other side and, of course, talk to them. And he was talking to her. <laughs> so I knew that he's talking to her. But talking to me, you know, I was a little, like, stunned. But I was feeling this love come in and, and was shocked me even more because when my husband was with me, he wasn't that expressive of his love. That was part of the problem in our marriage. I knew that he loved me, but like a lot of men, he didn't show it. He didn't openly express it. He didn't know how to say it or even, you know, even indicate it in other ways. It was more like, yeah, you know, I love you. (laughs) It's like, well, I know you love me, but how about feeling it? How about, you know, the tangible expression of it, not talking about gifts, although, hey, that would have been nice, but the, the other expression of it, right? And now all of a sudden, he was like all about love. And I was like, can this be real? Like, what? Like, this is this is too much. And he was so intent on letting me know and feeling his love. And then was talking to me and saying, we made this agreement that I would come back after I pass to be with you and that we were going to continue to work together. And so that had always been my hope that we would work together, but it never panned out. He was just, by the time he met, I met him, he was, he didn't want to travel anymore. He traveled a lot when he was younger and, and that didn't work out. So when he came back to me and said, no, this is what we were meant to do. And we have, to help people who will find themselves in the same situation you and I are that partners crossed and we, we're going to find a way to continue a relationship. And then we're going to teach other people how to do the same. And I said, all right, how are we going to teach them? I don't even know how to do this. And so he just proceeded to communicate with me and, and work through our issues that we had. Cause I had issues with him. He didn't have any more issues with me. Because as I'm sure you know, Sandra, when they when they cross over, they have their life review. And so they they see like why we behave the way we did, why we let them down if we let them down, and all is forgiven on their end because they see, right? Yeah. Can I just ask you a couple yeah, questions? How sure. long were you together on the earth together? About 30 years. We were married about 30, yeah, 30 years, 31 years together, 30 years married. So and how long that has it long. been since he's passed? To the it has actually just passed on August 6th was the third year anniversary of his passing and his birthday because they, he died on his birthday. He said he chose to do that to make a point that he deliberately did that. And he didn't want me to grieve on his death day. You know, he yeah. said, I want you to always party on my birthday, which is the day I left because it, because that's just how it is. I was born again. Yeah. So how we just had that. First of all, that's very special because it really hasn't been long. No. And free to be so bubbly and vibrant. Oh, and the, what's the grief was gone uh, pretty much after nine months because he was just always with me. I don't, I don't mean I never cried again because, but the, the heavy, the heavy part, the worst part of it was like gone. Yeah, we as human beings, and I know you know this, our biology changes. So as much as we think we can turn something off, you know, we change, you know, our love is almost like an addiction, and we're chemically connected. And when that's gone, 
we go through this thing called grief. But I want to ask you, how did you know it was Alan and not your imagination? Well, because I couldn't imagine all this love that I felt. (laughs) I was like, huh? Like I wasn't, it wasn't in my mind to make myself feel this love. Could you and hear his voice too? I could hear, but feel? not. I knew it wasn't his voice, but I heard, I, he was talking to me. He was putting songs in my head. One of the first songs he put in my head was uh, the song, A Groovy Kind of Love by Phil Collins. And it wasn't like he, it was ever his favorite song. He didn't have favorite song, but I would wake up in the morning. I, I the song, the, the lyrics, and I'm the, the song is going through my head. I go, what the heck is this? You know, I'm not, I can't make that up. I, why would I make that up? I'm not even, that's not like that was my favorite song. <laughs> and it was good play for two days. Like I'd wake up and it's playing and I'd go and it only stop if I'm watching television or on the phone with somebody and then just keep up. And then I heard from other people that I later met a lot of other people who said, oh yeah, I have the same thing. My husband put this on my head and, and it's going on and on and on for the day or whatever long. So I knew that wasn't me. And I knew from the feelings he was giving me, because I said, if we could conjure love out of the ethers, well, wouldn't everybody, wouldn't we just sit there and say, I just want to feel like, I don't, I challenge anybody to do that. Like, how do you do that? Unless you're already feeling in that state. How do you just, when you're grieving, how would you just feel this love come in? So he would say to me, I'd hear him say, cry, cry, cry as much as you can, because you got to process it. But you have, when you do that, you're making room for my love. So I would notice that if I would just sob and let that out, then I'd feel more love come in. And the, so the, the tears would release and then the love would come in. So was it, it only, was a process. Was it only, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just, no, excited. no, no. Was it the feelings and the songs and just knowing, you know, that message? I know, I know that feeling. Have you also had signs or things coming from other people? Or is he, does he predominantly work with you through he, well, being this close? He was coming through my, my friend, like my friend who can hear him. And he was coming through other people at times. But he really wanted me to just talk to him because mainly. And the one time that I went to, I had a mediumship reading, he actually derailed it completely. He told the medium everything opposite, which was frustrating for the medium. I knew she was hearing him. Because she, I knew she, I can, I can tell when somebody's reading me as opposed to talking to the other side, like, you know, they can actually read us and get all the information, which is part of the prop challenge with mediumship. So I knew she wasn't reading me, but she was hearing him and he was telling her all this opposite stuff. And then he said, I don't want you to go to mediums. <laughs> I want you to just talk to me because if you just, if you keep seeing mediums then you're not going to, you're not going to learn how to really dial this in and it does get better and better and better. And it has my communication with him is just keeps getting better. I don't even know how to describe it because people go, but you're already hearing him. And I said, yeah, but he's shown me that with it, with all of creation, there's always more, there's always growth. There's always forward movement. There's never like you reach that, that place and that's it. The ceiling, like there's no ceiling. He says, so, so the depth of it just keeps evolving, but I just knew that was him. Like one of the things he did on my birthday, which was about 13, I think it's 13 days, not quite two weeks after his death. He, he made sure I felt him all day long. I was like swimming in this love, feeling all this love. And I thought, Oh, great tonight. I'm really going to feel, maybe I'll see him, you know, well, who knows what will happen. Right. I was, I had all this expectation. And then on my birthday night, when I turn in for bed, it's like, where are you? I can't feel you. I can't hear you. Like what happened? I was so upset. I was devastated. I was angry. I was like, where are you? And I'm, and then I tried to imagine him. Okay. I tried to like make him come. Right. And I couldn't, or whatever I saw, I knew that was my creation. Like, like flat, like the energy was flat. Like, okay, I could see you, but that's not you. And I was really upset. Went to bed upset. In the morning, I wake up and I hear him saying, I'm so sorry I did that to you, but I wanted you to see that you cannot make me up. You cannot conjure me up. You tried. And I go, yeah, I did. Because he didn't, weren't able to do it, right? I said, no. He said, see, 
I'm either here, like really projecting myself to you, or I'm not. And from this moment on, I'm never doing that again. I just wanted you to see that. I'm sorry if I had to do it that way, but I knew that you were expecting me and I knew that you were going to try because I had made the point of just wrapping you in my love the whole day because I wanted you to see the contrast and I wanted you, I wanted to teach you that and I wanted you to teach other people that. So I had to put you through that. I said, okay, I, I forgive you, but I was like, I was upset the rest of the day. Oh yeah. I don't blame you, but (laughs) but it's good news. I know I've got a former boyfriend that passed a year ago and I get these whooshes of just feeling like he's around and then he was extremely funny. So all of a sudden some random one-liner joke comes into my mind that I couldn't create. And it's like, okay, got it, you know, and it's funny. And sometimes, I mean, I just laugh right out loud. So I know not as close as the relationship that you have with Alan, but I know that I've had moments with, you know, my dad, my grandmother, just really feeling their presence. So Pam, this is all really good news because I think a lot of people think that first of all, when their loved one is gone, I mean, they, they hope and pray that they're still around, but they think they're off somewhere, you know, over the rainbow, through the clouds in heaven, way far out. And then they also feel that maybe if they go to a medium, their loved one will come back. But the truth is their loved one has never left. Sure. There's things that they're doing on the other side, but they can just be a breath away from us. So it's really good news that we don't have to go outside of ourselves to prove that they're with us. So what I'd love to do with our time together, because we got lots of time is you've got a very thick book. Like there's, (laughs) a lot in here and talk about a little bit about the, the genesis of the book and what kind of things are in there. And then also hopefully we can glean some ideas of how we can be in touch with our own people, whether they're significant other or just somebody we love. Yeah. Anyone, anyone on the other side, really. So yeah, I had to learn this myself because I didn't, I understood, I understand how how reality is. I understand that we're multidimensional and that's why our loved ones can indeed be on the other side, be with us, be everywhere. And so before we go into the book, I just want to drop that because I want people to understand that because Alan even said that to a medium who, another medium who's in the book, by the way, her name is Gina. And he, she, he appeared to her in Sydney, Australia, when she called out to us after, after somebody told us her about us and she needed help. So she called out Pam and Alan Johnson, Pam and Alan Johnson, I need your help. And this next, next thing she sees Alan in the backseat of her car, cause she's clairvoyant and he was wearing a gray suit that I have a photo of that he appears to people when he wants to be important, <laughs> like when they're calling and she saw him and he spent a week with her talking to her. And he said to her at one point, she was worried. She goes, I don't want to keep you from Pam. And he says, you can't keep me from Pam. No one and nothing can keep me from Pam because I can be with here with you and I'm still with her because I can be with a million people. And he said, that's pretty much how the other side is, you know, that, well, they can be where they want to be. So this idea that we're holding them back, like you got to let them go. Yeah. Yes. Some souls become earthbound. That's a different thing, but they can cross over and come back because we can't really hold them back unless they want to be held back, unless they don't want to, you know, like leave. But most of them, he says, do leave and or we can at least help them to leave and they can still come back and be very much part of her life. So he was telling Gina, I'm with her right now and I can still be here talking to you, which she was explaining to her things, helping her with things because she was also British because he's British. So he wanted to just you know, shared some time with her. And, and so, yeah, that I just want everyone to know that. So please, if a medium ever tells you you're holding them back, that's not true. You can't hold them back. Yeah. I just want to say one thing, Pam, I'm not a believer in earthbound spirits and not that it's, it's a topic to debate at all, but I just want to remind our listeners, whether it's this show, a book you read, anything we all, there's a part of us in our soul that the truth resonates. And I think for the, you know, billions of people on planet earth, 
There's not one way that we all do it. So take from any episode, take from any book that yeah. which empowers you in your life. So anyways, I don't want to talk about No, that. no, I'm glad you said that. But, but I'm I think you with, said that. Because some people say, if, if they say this, it must be true, meaning everybody. And there's a million different beliefs out there. So I think our soul has the compass and knows what's right for us. Yeah, I agree. At different times, <clears throat> no, our, our, our feelings could change about different things. So anyways, so back to you and back to mediums, because I know you and I have shared. Yeah, some we have. You feelings. and I share some strong feelings about mediums, because Alan said to me, when we write this book, Dan, you, you're going to be surprised because, yes, you expect that the mainstream society and especially, you know, the very religious groups far right are going to be up in arms are going to like completely poo-poo this book or whatever, be really hateful pretty book. He says, but you're also going to be surprised by experiencing resistance, a bit pushback from the spiritual community who have their own ideas about the afterlife and indeed don't really believe, especially mediums. Apparently, I didn't know this until I went out there and I heard from other people that that a lot of mediums believe that, you know, the life is for the living and we need to let the dead go and, and we're holding them back and you need to, you know, find somebody new. And for people who are grieving, that's one of the most hurtful things you could say, especially a partner, because, because what I found is people are having contact. And Alan said that I would see this. And he says, you're going to see this more and more. And I'm already seeing it. People that come into my Facebook group who say, I'm having contact. I thought I was losing my mind, but I heard your story. I read your book and oh, thank God I realized that I'm not and that other people are having the same thing happening. And I go, yes, that's true. So we wrote the book in part to, to say that, put that out there to say, look, this is what's happened to me. And I put everything that happened to me as it happened pretty much and shared our backstory, you know, and I knew that I'd have to put it all out there because that's what you do with a memoir. You don't prettify it. You don't make it, you know, so neat and tidy. It's like, it was messy. Like I was very upset at, at, at Alan. I was like yelling at him for two days because of how he had let me down in our marriage. And even though I understood that, all right, we chose it this way for a reason, right? We pre-plan our life, but there's still, it, it still, it still it was important for Alan to, to come back and say, I'm sorry. I know we pre-planned this, but, but I hurt you and I want to make things right. So I explained himself to me, but he, he couldn't tell the whole story to me directly because it was too painful for him. So he found other mediums to speak to me for him. So luckily they would channel, you know, he would tell them what he wanted to say and they would give me that information as well as talking to me, of course. But, you know, because he was so afraid of hurting me because he had done that, he needed help to bring through that. He didn't know how to, he wanted to say it the right way. So we, the, we literally, the, I'd say about maybe the third day after he crossed, he said to me, I want you to write a book with me. And I said, are we going to do that? What am I writing about? He said, no, you'll see. You're going to start posting about my, our conversations in your Facebook group. That was another shock to me. I said, Facebook group? You want me to start a Facebook group? Because he hated Facebook. Okay, he didn't like Facebook when he was, he'd say, why do I keep getting these stupid things called notifications <laughs> like on my computer? And he he didn't like it. So I said, you really you want me to form a group? He says, yes, because you're going to need support through this journey and you're going to support other people who are going to join the group. And I said, all right, who's going to join this group? He says, just tell your friends on your profile page, your personal page, because by, by then a lot of people were following my story because I was already sharing my story unofficially and my personal page. And a lot of my friends are, are clients because I've been in this business for 30 some years. So, so they were already following that. Some of them are fascinated by that. So I said, Hey, I'm forming this group and I'm going to share my story. And I guess I'm going to write a book about it later too. You want to join this group. So within the next day I formed the group, about 140 people jumped into that group and it just started growing slowly. So I was sharing 
the pieces of this story in that group. So when I, he told me to write a book and I thought, okay, well, this would be easy. I'm just going to put the posts from the book for, for the book, right? I put the posts that I wrote in the group, but no, 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 no. I wasn't getting let, get off that easy. <laughs> he said, there has to be a narrative. You have to tell the story. You can't just post the post. Right. And I, so I said, okay, right. And I just started to, to write, share what was happening. And so it was more fleshed out. And and I went to the past and took our story there. So I wasn't sure on a personal level. I thought, well, will people really learn from my sharing our story? You know, it's it's a lot of people would would think that could write a book or, but I wasn't sure until we really it got out in the world. And I've heard from so many people how much it helped them and what they learned from it, from the like for one thing, how Alan still had a lot of uh, remorse and was and was emotional and would feel happy or sad or worried. Like they thought, well, what do you mean? They still have emotion and and they still, you know, feel certain things. And, and just just my, his the way he was coming through to me, you know, and what he was saying. A lot of people would tell me that they saw them their story in our story, which again, shocked me because I said, wait, we were two psychics, you know, but in the end, it's still a human relationship story. You know, it's not about us even being psychic. It's that we were a couple who loved each other, but had these issues that, that really ended up us with a relationship that was shallow, you know, it was comfortable, but it wasn't deep and it wasn't as, as beautiful as it could have been. It was just comfortable. It was just kind of complacent, you know, a lot of times, but it wasn't abusive. It wasn't a bad relationship. We were good to each other, but we were not living this romantic life that we're living now, to be quite honest with you. And, and so, yeah, the process of writing that book, it was, it was amazing to me because it, it kind of wrote itself in the end because I thought it would be hard, but I, I just, I just kept writing and writing and writing and, and it flowed. So I, you know, I, it wasn't hard. I thought it would be hard. It was the editing was hard as you know, cause you wrote your book, uh, the editing part is a little hard, but even that wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be because I did, we did hire a self-publisher. He told me, I know you can't write this by yourself. I can't publish it by yourself. So you need to invest, really invested all of our, our uh, credit and, and savings into publishing the book. Plus I knew that a publisher would change it or they wouldn't even want to publish it, <laughs> you know, like, and, and he said, it has to go out now. You can't have it sitting waiting to be published and you need to own the rights to the book because that's just how it has to be. And just trust that the universe is going to provide for you. Like it always has. And I said, okay, like I've always gone with my guidance since I opened up all those years ago, 36 years ago now. And it's never, ever steered me wrong ever. It saved Alan's life, as I wrote about in the book. It's always led to blessings for me, even when it was scary, like right now, putting putting everything on the line, right? Like, okay, I'm putting all my money in the book. And and I trust and believe it was, you know, that it's all going to work out. And so far, yeah, the response from people who've read it is just overwhelming, like how it's helped them heal and taught them what, how they could make this contact themselves. And giving them hope. So even, you know, even if you can save one person from pain and suffering or sadly taking their life, which grief unfortunately can do for people, I mean, it's worth all the money. I, I don't regret going into major debt over the book. Oh, so, did you pay? I, I don't want to get personal with you, but you can get personal. It's okay. Yeah. Did, did you pay somebody to produce the book? And that's where all well, this well, they, and it's a reputable, like it was even guided to them. Okay. So it was somebody that I met through another business program I was in, and she runs a very uh, great self-publishing platform. And so I had editors working with me. I had, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. On different levels. So it was real professionally yeah. done. Well, that's it just it. like, it's gorgeous. And you have it all typeset perfectly. The yeah. It was good. Uh, 
the layout is, and I know there's a, there's a big expense going into. Yeah. I had to get, he said, I had to get it done right. Had to be edited right. Cause so people would take it seriously because there's too many crappy self-published books out there right now. And now with AI, oh my God, I'm telling my students, be really careful what you read because do you know how much garbage is on its way or in out there now by people? I know this because I'm in these business communities, right? Like where people self publishing or writers or whoever. And I'm not trying to, you know, put down anybody, but there, we all know there are people who are scammers in every industry. And so with AI, I tell people, you got to be careful what you're reading because a lot of the, who knows where this information came from? Well, speaking of AI and I'm not knocking it because I know there's no, 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 I'm not either, but I know, cause you know, we follow some of the same people and I know yeah. what is voice of intelligence and the spirit world and, because you get the tingles, you get the warm fuzzies, you get oh, absolutely you, like your soul resonates with it. And I've just for fun typed a few things in about having AI create some stories. And although the words are there, there's no feeling behind it that moves you. So I think if you want to know what comes from a soul, whether it's somebody here in this world or, you know, the other side, does it move you? Do you get those goosebumps? Do you get that? Like your soul just resonates with it. And yeah. I don't think that happens with AI. I agree with it. And you can't really use AI to write a memoir anyway. <laughs> so so I know our story is real. You can tell it's real because you couldn't just <laughs> conjure that up. No, make- your Facebook group, is that something people can still Oh, join? yes. People or can is it join. For people in it's for people who are grieving. Because people are grieving. It doesn't have to be just a relationship uh, like a partner. Okay. Uh, we're open to anybody who's grieving, who's actively trying to connect with their loved ones on the other side. What's because the really, the process is the same. It's called soulmates in the afterlife. Soulmates, soulmates in the afterlife. In the afterlife. Okay. So it's it's because really the process is the same. It's just with with a relationship, personal relationship. It obviously means there could be more intimate connection, where people actually feel. And I have people who have felt their partner kiss them who have felt them in bed with them. And so when they tell the medium that the medium says, well, he's earthbound. Uh, that's just because we've worked hard to help them get to that place or they've got been able to get there on their own. I know somebody who sees their partner like, like clairvoyantly, really clearly clear as the, clear as anything and they're there. So anything is possible uh, as it's just a question of belief. Do you believe if you believe, then you open the door to the spirit world. If you don't believe, well, then that door is closed. You know, they could be sending you signs, but you're like not going to go far because you just don't believe. So I'm constantly telling that to people in our group. And in our group, by the way, I do teach live every week. I, I asked, Alan asked me to, to, to do that from the beginning. And I said that we would teach for free every week in our group for about 45 minutes, I talk about the afterlife or share tips and things. And I recently, and I want to drop this in too, because if we come to our Facebook group, we just taught a channeling your soulmate masterclass for five days and had people had amazing experiences. And so I had originally said, I'm only going to keep it in the group for about a week after, and it was going to come down. But I was connecting with my team, my guides, and they said, could you just leave it there for now? Just leave it there for now. Make it free for everybody in your group, not for the pub, general public, but in your group. And I said, sure, why not? You know, so there's a free training that's five days. People now can go back because we do channel the attunements that have helped people like me major shifts, like make connection. And so I've told the people in my group, keep watching those replay, go back and watch it again, because you're going to get more and more every time you, you do it. Right. Yeah. You're and a different so, person when you read a book a second time or yes, yes. Show a third time. I wasn't, I'm not the same person I was. nine. No. Years yeah, ago. absolutely. I've been stunned by people telling me who've read our book that they read it again. <laughs> I said, that's a big book. You read it again. They go, yeah. And I got more out of it the second time. And I, and I'm shocked. And I also told them, that Alan said to me that that book cover or the book itself was a portal to the other side. Okay. So I've had people tell me that they felt more connected 
through that book, just holding the book. So he put a lot of magic in that book. And, and uh, so, you know, and so I thought, you. so, so did I, okay. So did so okay, we, did, we did. Okay. We did. But I, I just thought, you know, I'm still a human in a body. So I thought, really, like, is that possible? Really? So when people told me, oh yeah, that book, I started getting guidance from my spirit team all of a sudden, or yeah, I felt my loved one more strongly or I started hearing him. Okay. I guess he was right. And then Alan just laughs at me and says, now that I'm dead, I'm never wrong. <laughs> really? Really? Okay. Okay. That's, that's just how he used it's to It's nice be. that he has a sense of humor. I think that's great. And I think it's good for everybody to remember that, you know, I, I hesitate to say life is an illusion because it's really a tough journey. Oh, it is, but down on a, to a quantum level, if we put a little camera inside one of the atoms that make us up, all we are is vibrating energy. That's, that's what we are. And it's mind blowing to think that that's possible. And so, you know, I can't get my head around consciousness and all that stuff, but to think that, you know, science can't prove where our memories are stored. Nobody's got a handle on why we dream, how they're so clear. You know, there's so many unknowns as far as being human. And I say it's because we are a divine soul having a human experience. So I think we are, Pam, so much more powerful than we know that we are. And it makes perfect sense to me that who we are, who Alan is still goes on. And that love you shared, even though it's different, you know, maybe it didn't have the passion fully while you're, he was alive, but that that goes on. And that's what's yeah. real. We know what love is. We know how it feels. And if you're feeling it and you're not inventing it, it's awesome. I don't, I don't think you can invent there was that emotion of that it's hard to explain until you're in it but now i have people in my group and i have a coaching program where i go deeper with it's a paid program but the people in that group too they'll say they can feel their love like they can feel them holding them or feel this just like this love just wrapped around them and it's hard for anybody who doesn't experience that to understand it but it's it's real and and i found that the more we believe that if alan said our belief gives them like the energy to more come through. It's our lack of belief that kind of disengages, right? It's kind of way in a way it, they can some of them are so strong. They can come through. I mean, they're, but they're all different on the other side. So some are really good at certain things and some need to learn, you know, they're all just like when you're in a body, you know, we're not all good at everything. We have to, you gifted at one thing, but not really weak at another. So, mm-hmm. but they're, but they're wanting to come through. And Alice says the only reason they don't all come through is because of us. <laughs> like, why would they be hanging around trying to make everything happen if we're like oblivious or just don't believe? And, and it, you know, there's no point. But there's, there's a healthy, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like how you describe your relationship to me sounds healthy. There's people that their loved one dies and they want to talk mm-hmm. to a medium every few months and they're not living their life to yeah. me, Pam, it sounds like you are living your life. And I think our loved ones will continue to love us. Of course they will, but there is something about not dying internally when our loved one passes and not relying on mediums. I mean, if you go once yep. a year, that's fine, but you can have that relationship with your loved one. And more importantly, I'm sure Alan says this, I'm sure you feel it. There is a point of being human. There are things to experience, emotions to be had, sunrises to see, ocean waves to enjoy, all kinds of things while we're here in the physical. That's so true. And they can share it all with us. I've had um, even uh, just yesterday, yesterday, I went. Uh, drove into the other side of the island to meet a friend for breakfast. And Alan said, instead of playing the music they'd given me that always fills me with love, he said, just, I just want to talk to you. So I turned off the music and because I'm a channel, I just started to speak for him. So I talked to him and say, all right, what do you want to say? And then I'd say the words that started coming to my mind, my mind. And as out I'm loud? driving out Are loud, I'd say it, I'd say it out loud. 
I would say it out loud because I could say it internally, but I wanted to say it out loud. So I was just to actually, because he says it brings it into the 3D world. When you speak the words, you're making it real, right? So I started to just speak for him. And I had this full-on conversation. I knew it was him because I feel this wave of emotion about something and this other emotion about something else. And, and it was the most incredible thing. And he said, it's easy to channel me when you're driving because you're in a slightly hypnotic state anyway. And your logical mind is something to do because you got to drive the car, but you know, this route, like the back of your hand. And he's just talking to me and he's telling me some things that surprised me. And I said, this is amazing. I feel you coming in because channeling is about embodying them. You're actually merging with them. Right. And it's not just mind to mind. It's a full experience for me anyway for many people where you just feel their energy and then there's this communication and and it was beautiful but but here's the interesting part on the way back to go home which was more around after lunch and I was more tired by then and and full from eating or whatever and I was trying to do this and I go I can't do it and he goes yeah because you're tired it can't always be that way, you know, where it's this perfect blending and it's almost magical and the communication flows and I can feel him viscerally. He says, and that's okay. You're tired. <laughs> you're tired. And you're, you need to go home as soon as you can and go rest. But you know, you can still hear me. I go, yeah, I can hear you. He says, but it's not a fuller blending because you're not, you're, you're kind of in a li- little bit weakened state, right? You're not quite as, you know, lively or let's say. So I said, yeah, he goes, and it's fine. It's fine. So that's why today, uh, well, tomorrow in my Facebook group, I'm going to talk about the ebb and flow of spirit communication, direct communication, where it's like that, where there are days where it's so strong and you go, wow, I really feel you. And the next day you go, I don't feel so much. Well, you're in a body and the body is in flux, isn't it? Right? Like we're tired, we're worried about something or uh, upset about something, we ate something wrong, you know, whatever. And it, it just doesn't always, it's not always conducive yeah. to this connection. It doesn't mean they're not there. It doesn't mean he's not there. And I thought that was, that was beautiful. Yeah, that I, needs to be talked about. Because I know even when somebody meditates or just sitting in the power, there are days that you can just yeah. zone off. And there's other days where the mind does not shut up. The mind just keeps going. Yeah. And let me just ask you this, because I'm a firm believer when we are so distracted with, say, technology, you know, the the cell phones digging, the texts are going off, (laughs) checking the email. And, uh, you know, we're worried about whatever happened yesterday or whatever's coming up. We are so busy that you like you being tired. I don't know how easy it is for our loved ones to break through all of that. Do you recommend that we take some time to just be present, slow down? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Talk to our loved one. Absolutely. And he told me that the more in the beginning, when I was still, you know, as much as I was already channeling, I was still like, I was still human. So I was going, are you, am I really talking to you? Or am I talking to myself? And he said, don't ask other people what I'm saying. Just talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Assume you hear me. It doesn't matter if you're not hundred percent right. Because you're not going to get there unless you believe you are talking to me. So just keep talking. So I did, I just kept talking and talking and talking and talking and, and, and it got better and better. And, um, but yeah, I mean, if we're tired, we're tired and, but some of them are so strong, they'll still come through. So I don't think there's any like hard and fast rules, you know, because, because the other side is the unknown factor. Like, well, how, strong as that person on in the spirit world. Now, Alan said that his job was to help them to come through. Like when there that we're people in our group uh, that we're working with either in our, in our private program or even the free one, he said he'd help anybody. Like, just like he went to that woman in Sydney, Australia, when she called out to us, like she didn't, wasn't in our group. <laughs> she, she just called out to us. So, so I told people, if you don't even in our group, you can call out to him. We don't, he doesn't care. He'll come and help anybody, but they're all different on the other side. And, but he says they're all learning too. Yeah. They're I all like, learning. I like how you say you opened your mouth. Cause I know there's been times that say I'm talking to my dad right? And it only takes maybe a moment. Well, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I wonder what's on Netflix. 
So it's not a clear, concise communication. Would you, I like, so I like when you speak it because you're actually thinking it. What about writing? Oh, writing it. Yeah. I wrote the book is channeled. You know, the book I was, I would, and even the messages he gave me, I would just, he would just tell me things Says write this down. And a lot of times he didn't want to just talk mind to mind. He'd say, I want you to remember this. And if I tell you, you're going to forget it, you know, so can you write this down? So I'd write it down. So I encourage people to just start reaching out to whoever it is, your partner, your mother, your child, whoever it is you want to talk to and say, okay, I want to talk to you. You hold them in your mind, maybe see them in your mind or just say their name and just and ask them a question or just say, what do you want to tell me? And just believe that they're talking to you. Because the thing is, I know from working with the spirit world that even if the first sentence is something you made up, they're going to start inserting their thoughts into your mind. That's just, that's just how it is because you asked for that. So they just start giving it to you as soon as you just have to start, you just have to prime the pump with what you're writing. And then the, the, it starts gushing, you know, they just let it in. So I tell people all the time, just write, just believe you're writing to them. And I've had people tell me that sometimes the first time they start writing and they go, Oh my God, I know that's not me. Like I would have never written that, or that sounds like my, my husband or my mother or whatever. So you just have to jump in and do that. Channeling is not really hard. It's especially channeling our loved ones because we already have the connection channeling, you know, some for somebody else might be a little different, but channeling, your family members, your, your, you know, your spouse, your best friend, we're all one. We're all one. How could it be hard unless you believe it's hard? That's the only stumbling block is that people don't believe, or they've been conditioned as you and I know that all of this is make believe or even worse that if you say you see these things or hear these things that you're going to get locked up. And that's a very real fear. It's not, and we laugh about it, right? Because we know, but, but really people have been locked up even not that long ago, but people had NDEs back before people understood that near-death experiences were real. People were being institutionalized who had them and start saying, well, I saw this, I saw that. I know because one of my good friends, his mother was put in an institution, which really traumatized her. My mother started opening up psychically back in the mid sixties or something. And she thought she was losing her mind. And she had to go to a psychiatrist who promptly medicated her. And so we know that fear is real. So we have to, but we have to overcome that and understand nothing bad's going to happen. You know, you're not crazy. This is real. And if give the other side a chance to prove that their presence, their love, know that you're protected. Because Alan said to me, I'm here with you now. You really think I'm going to let anybody in that's not supposed to be here? <laughs> I'm not letting that happen. You know, your belief in me, your positivity, right? Your, your, own, your own belief system yeah. is what either invites them in or doesn't. Because yeah, there are malevolent spirits out there, but they're, they've got a lot of people who believe in them that they're going to go play with, but you're not going to have, they're not going to bother you as long as you believe in what you believe and, and trust. It's your, and he and I never practiced psychic protection in all those 30 some years because we never believed we had anything to protect ourselves from. Yeah. I'm with you. Right. Oh yeah. I, you'll laugh at this. Um, because yeah, I've been at this over 26 years and, and never had anything like that. And I don't give it any attention. I used to always give the example, actually, I still do, Pam. If you're going on a trip to Hawaii, I say, you start noticing people wearing Hawaiian shirts, right? Or if there's a special car you want to buy, all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere. So if we are... And that's why I know there's some negative people. I, I've had some relatives out there. I don't talk to them much that are negative, 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 negative. We, whatever we put in our mind, we tend to see. So I love that we're opening up now, having a conversation with our loved one 
because the more we expect them to respond, oh, yeah. the more these just gentle or these thoughts that seem to come out of nowhere or a memory or a feeling or a joke or the love that we'll start trusting like, Hey, that's you. Thanks. And so I think like with you and Alan, it is a different kind of relationship and the more time goes on, the richer it gets and the more varied ways of communication that there are. So I think what you're up to is great. I'm thrilled. You got a beautiful book. Thank you for sending it to me. I love that you have so much free stuff and you have the Facebook group. Um, you made me very happy today, Pam. No, we're really committed to to teaching as many people as we can for free. And and people do come for paid one-on-one sessions. Um, but but I just want this to become like this movement, you know, that people understand they don't have to grieve, that you can connect and you can have experience with them. And with a partner, yes, you can be even kind of intimate with that person. I mean, I've blown by my, my mind is blown by some of the things people are experiencing that I've met. So I go, whoa, I'll have what she's having, you know, um, but anything's possible for those who believe the afterlife is not some far off places right here, woven into this reality that is everything is right here, not like someplace else, not like up there, like in the sky or right. It's, it's like right here. He, Alice said to me, where's there for me to go? <laughs> like, why would I go anywhere when I can be everywhere and I can be with you? And so can every other soul, other spirit. You know, it's it's just the body that's gone. That's it. He goes, I can give you everything, except I don't have a body. And even then, I can make you happy in other ways that will shock you. And I go, okay. And he has. And I've had other people say the same thing. So there's no limit unless we set one, in my view. Oh, Pam, this is great. Where time is just about up here. Supernaturallove.com is your website, right? Yep. And people can get in touch with you there and see all that you have to offer. See the beautiful. They can touch me there. Yes, they can um, join us for our weekly classes. And please, if you're trying to connect with a loved one, especially if it's a partner, but any other loved one too, and all people, you know, everyone's invited, but especially a partner, please come and watch our masterclass series. A total of about five hours, one hour each, like five parts. And and then let us know how you how what happens for you. And your Thank website, or you not website? Supernaturallove.com and Facebook is our website. Group. Soulmates in the afterlife is we're on Facebook. And I so I just have to mention how you and I are wearing the same color because Alan told me to wear this this drill. I'm sure you were already dressed and he goes, No, you wear that one. <laughs> Oh, and you got a beautiful lay. He's always. What closing words do you have for our listener or our viewer, Pam? Closing words. Well, all I'd say is really just believe, trust and believe, trust in yourself. Don't, don't listen to other people. Um, mediums are great. We know have a lot of friends who are amazing mediums, but don't put all your faith in mediums when you have your own connection and they want to go direct. They really do want to talk to us directly, but they understand that we might in the beginning need to see somebody else to get confirmation. That's fine. But if you can't seem to find a medium or, or that's just not in your, your budget because it's expensive, then just go direct because now more than ever, it's possible. It's always been possible, but because where people believe it and are doing it, it's making it easier for others to do it. Great. I think that's, that's the amazing thing I'm seeing. And I know this is true. So I wish that for everyone who's watching this right now. It's so exciting. It really is. Well, Pam, thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. Yeah. Thank you. Really? Thank you. So grateful. Oh, me too. And for our listener or our viewer, thank you for taking the time and spending this hour with Pam and I. Remember, you can find all past episodes at wedontdie.com. Also, you can see all the good things coming up. We have weekly medium classes, a healing class, lots of past classes that you can watch the replay of. And of course, we've got our world famous Sunday gathering. People all over the world come at 2 p.m. New York time. You have to calculate where it is in your time zone. And we 
just share this reality of life after death. It's like an online spiritual service uh, on, I don't want to say steroids, but it's a lot of fun. There's different music. There's a medium demonstration included. There's always a topic. So you're going to leave inspired and empowered. It's really great. I do ask if you want to, to press the share button or however you share things. You know, we post these on Facebook and uh, YouTube and Twitter and all over, however you feel like sharing, if you want to. One of the scariest things for me ever was when I had to tell the world that I was writing a book about the afterlife. And then when the book came out, I was frightened that the people in my life would think I was crazy and want nothing to do with me. And just the opposite happened. People embraced it. So I think most people have a, a belief in this, but they're scared to talk about it. And you never know who in your circle, maybe it could be a Facebook friend, I don't know, is really experiencing some grief or going through some tough times. And of course, we all would put a smile on our face and post happy things and happy quotes. But to all of a sudden have something show up on their feed, which is, you know, keeping a, a relationship alive, a book, supernatural love, you know, it may be just the thing that makes a difference for people. So if you feel like being a little brave, press the share button. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain. I'm always so very happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So I really want to thank you for listening or for viewing, and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.